0: Well, there's a lot of news going on around the game of football. We're going to talk about the Lions matchup this week, the injury impact that it might have on the Lions matchup with the Seattle Seahawks, some keys to the game. We're going to get to our picks in just a little bit as well. But, TJ, I know that it's it's the topic that's front of mind for everybody right now. Tua Tungavailoa last night appeared to suffer another head injury um, it was obviously a scary sight uh, in that game down in Cincinnati. Your thoughts on you know him playing, uh, as well as you know the, the the questions surrounding the back-to-back games where it, it appeared that he suffered a hand injury.
1: What do you mean another? I thought he, I thought he hurt his back last week. That's what we were all both believed. I don't know, John. I've hurt my head uh, or my back a ton of times. I've never gotten wildly and fallen over from a back injury. Uh, That excuse we got last week, look, I mean, we all saw it, right? We all saw Tua get hit last week. We all saw him stand up and wobble. We saw him fall down. We saw him grab his head. And then, you know, the Dolphins NFL basically tried to tell us, no, you guys didn't see that. No, he hurt his back, right? We investigated. Everything was followed. It's like you're trying to tell me to believe something other than what we all saw. We saw something was clearly wrong, and then last night, uh, obviously in that game, getting swung down like that and the whiplash into the turf, I mean, it's just, it looked like it was compounded, John. And the guy, you know, coming from me, I, I had a couple bad concussions at the end of my career. And the one thing that all the neuro, uh, neurologists say is, you know, it, your brain is like any other muscle. I mean, if you keep beating on it, beating on it, beating on it, uh, you know, think of a Charlie horse where, you know, your, your, your thigh really hurts bad and then somebody just pokes it and it feels like, uh, you know, a, a ton of pain just from a poke. Like, your brain's the same thing. All it takes, if you're not fully recovered from a head injury, you know, it could take one little one little tap for you to feel like a major explosion in your head. So, to me, to, I mean, look, and freak, freak injuries happen as well, right? I mean, I know he got slung into the ground pretty damn hard. But when you combine the fact that uh, he seemed to get his bell rung last week, four days ago, and then comes out again last night and plays and gets his bell rung even worse. I mean, I think it's fair to question uh, what was missed in that whole situation. He did not look like a guy that, in my opinion, should have been out there four days later after getting his bell rung. I th- I just think the Dolphins and I think the NFL got it completely wrong.
0: Well, and it will, we'll find out as the NFLPA is investigating into the, the concussion protocol from the week prior against the Bills, uh, and so here's what is supposed to happen when when a player comes to the sideline, you know, and, and shows symptoms of a head injury. There's somebody called it unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant. So it's not somebody that's hired by the team. It's not somebody that's hired by the league. It is a third party, independent individual that is supposed to evaluate that individual and make a determination, is it a head injury or not? If it's a head injury, hey, they're taken to the locker room for further evaluation, their helmet's taken away, they're not playing anymore. And so as the NFL investigates, NFLPA investigates, it's going to be very interesting to see what they come back with in regards to did Miami follow protocol? Um, what uh, What were the evaluations on the sideline that allowed him to go back into that game? Uh, And eventually beat the Bills, or what? What went into the evaluation throughout the course of the week in regards to was it a head injury? Was it a back injury? I think that's going to be, if it comes back that there was some breakdown in that protocol, I think there's there's going to absolutely be hell to pay.
1: There has to be, and and look, I think uh, you know from a player's perspective too. um, You know, I see I see players all the time try to get out of. Uh, you know, concussion protocol, right? Because a lot of guys, I've had concussions where, you know, the next day I feel completely fine. I've also had concussions where it's taken me a couple weeks before I feel fine. And I think as a player, you know now, if you you go into concussion protocol, I mean, that's a minimum of, you know, five to six days worth of evaluation. So, you know, hey, if I go into protocol on a Sunday, my chances of playing – thursday are pretty much gone and my chances of playing the following sunday are very very slim as well so i've seen a lot of players that have gotten their bell rung and said and kind of talked their way out of it you know said no no, no i'm fine oh, just my neck hurts oh, blah 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 and you know when it comes to the independent guy like what are they supposed to do they're supposed to you know take your, your work for it i know players a lot of times try to hide it just because that protocol is so long but at the same time you have to make a decision john when we saw to a That that replay of him in the Bills game where he gets up, he wobbles, he falls down, he gets up again, he grabs his head, and he's clearly shaken. That's got to be enough. That's got to be enough as far as uh, from the coaching staff, the medical staff, and even the independent uh, neurologist that takes a look at these guys that says, okay, well, he's telling me he's hurt his back. The film, the replay clearly says something different. That's where you have to step up and make the call, and that's where I think they got it wrong.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it very well could be. We'll see how it plays out. Now, uh, the Lions obviously have a ton of injuries. the The injury, uh, you know, report is is long. It's extensive. Um, your thoughts on the impact that it might have this weekend against Seattle?
1: Well, I know we always talk about next man up. This kind of seems like next squad up, right? Yeah. Next men up. I mean, there's no next man. I mean, there were, you know, going back to uh, Wednesday. Uh, you know what? There were 10 different guys on the injury report and I think eight of them were on offense and starters. Uh, so that was obviously a big concern. I know, uh, yesterday, Thursday, a couple of those guys got, got back into practice, um, you know, in a limited fashion and will probably be listed questionable, uh, when you talk about Hawkinson and Frank and uh, Josh Reynolds, but, uh, no DJ Chark, uh, no Jonah Jackson still, no Amon Ross St. Brown, no DeAndre Swift um, those are four major impact players on your offense. I think if, if, you know, you can find a way where two of those guys can get back on the field, uh, you know, whether it be Amin Ra or whether it be DJ Chark, um, Frank is on there as well. I don't know if we'll see Jonah yet, but if you, if you're talking about replacing four, five, six starters on your offense, I mean, I don't know a team in the NFL that has that much depth that they can go out there and and not miss a beat, right? I think the good part, though, is... It's only a kick. Pressure.
0: A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Adidas.
1: that Seattle's coming to town. I mean, they're not what they used to be. They're not a a, a playoff caliber team in my mind. Um, so you might get a little bit, bit of a break just based off of your opponent. Uh, but with that being said, I mean, it, it is a concern. And I know the injury report won't come out until later this afternoon uh, on Friday. And we'll see who's questionable, who's probable, who's doubtful. And uh, But the injury report, I mean, it's, that's concerning, especially when you talk about You know, this early in the season. I mean, we know that uh, every team goes through injuries at some point and everybody's going to lose a a player or two along the way. We already lost Tracy Walker for the year last week. Uh, But when you see this big rash of injuries at the same time this early in the season, uh, that for me is a concern because, you know, know, like I do, John, we played a long time. When you get beat up early in the season, you're not going to feel better the rest of the season. You're going to be dealing with something. Uh, the rest of the, you know, 14 games on the schedule. So uh, I think it's a concern. I really do.
0: Well, I I want to use that to roll into our keys to the game. And and I know that, you know, okay, yeah, with – you got to be able to keep the quarterback in the pocket. You got to pressure them. You've got to stop the run. You've got to do all those things defensively against a team that's not a prolific offense. But for me, if DJ Shark does not go, if Amon Ross St. Brown does not go, I'm looking at a guy like Quintus Cephas that I think in this game needs to have a huge impact because he's going to have to step up and fill the void, fill the production that is left there. You know, by by you know. Amon Ross A. Brown not being there, DJ Shark not being there. I also think for him professionally, this is a huge moment. It's an opportunity for him to go out there when Jamison Williams comes back. This is an opportunity for Quintus Cephas to go, hey, I am valuable to this team. You need to keep me on this roster. And if not that, he's auditioning for 31 other teams. But for this game against Seattle, I think Quintus Cephas offensively is going to be a huge, needs to be a huge weapon.
1: Yeah, he has to. And I think, uh, you know, looking back to last season before uh, Cephas got hurt, he was golf's favorite target. I mean, we remember watching that uh, Green Bay game early in the season, and uh, Cephas seemed to be the only guy that was getting any targets other than uh, TJ Hawkinson over the middle. So I, I know that there's still, uh, you know, chemistry and a bond and a connection there But when you talk about Jared Goff and Cephas. Uh, and, and look, Cephas, I think – you know, they had to make some tough decisions cutting down this roster back in uh, back in early September, right? I think with Tom Kennedy having the preseason he had um, and Kutisipas being kind of quiet and battling some injuries, the fact that he still made the roster tells you that the coaches still believe that he could be a very productive player. And I think you can throw, uh, you know, Khalif Raymond into that same category. We saw last week when, when Amon Ra got beat up a little bit when he rolled that ankle against Minnesota, Khalif Raymond come in and uh, he, he had some speed. Uh, to that offense uh, certainly but my my biggest fear is that uh, you know we're going to see this offense dumb down a little bit like we saw a lot last year where it's just going to be you know hey we're going to try to run the ball heavy I don't think there's going to be a ton of shots downfield if these guys don't play um, and it's kind of kind of be one of those ugly type football games just black and blue and hey we'll go out there and hopefully Uh, you know put ourselves in a position to win late in the fourth quarter maybe win a 16 to 13 type of game uh, because you're missing a lot of star power you just are I mean you talk DeAndre Swift and 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 14 St. Brown they're your two most dynamic players on offense if those guys are I I think it's fair to say that we don't expect to see DeAndre Swift out there this week Um, but you know you throw 14 on top of that that's just a lot of production that you have to replace and you know, you talked about DJ Chark possibly missing time, too. I mean, I know he hasn't had a ton of uh, statistical production, but he's a big part of that offense, just stretching the field and, and, and making safeties play a little deeper. That opens up the run game. So uh, we'll see. But you're right. I mean, anytime there's injuries, there's always a chance for another guy to step up and show what he's about and, and uh, you know, make a name for himself. And I think Steve Fess, I think Raymond, are two guys that definitely fall into that category.
0: So we're going to pick two games this week. Um, the first one down in Tampa. We know what's going on down in Florida, uh, and you know, thoughts and prayers are go out to everybody down there in the state of Florida that they're dealing with it. It's going to go up to the Carolinas. So thoughts and prayers to everybody uh, in that area that might be listening. The Chiefs visit the Bucks right now. The line is even. Who you got?
1: Well, Tampa, there there seems to be something wrong with Tampa offensively. And look, I know last week they played Green Bay. They were missing their what top three receivers. Um, I still think that they're battling some uh, injuries at that position, too. I know, gosh, I just looked at the injury report, and four or five of them are still on the injury report. They'll have Mike Evans back, which is uh, obviously big for Tom Brady. But there seems to be something wrong with their offense. I mean, Tom Brady only has, uh, what, three touchdown passes through three games? Um, that's kind of unheard of, right? I know Leonard Fournette takes a, a pounding there in the run game, and he's kind of the workhorse there. But, uh, I just think, look, I, I, Tampa's defense has been the only reason why, um, they've won two games so far because their offense has been pretty damn bad. They've scored 19 points, they've scored 12 points, and they just, had, they just haven't scored a lot of points. Um, so if their defense continues to play well, yeah, they're going to have a chance to win every game. But when you just look at Kansas City coming into town, you look at the, uh, Uh, The firepower that they have, I mean, Travis Kelsey's having another great year so far. And you look at just, you can't overlook the fact that Tampa, you know, they faced a lot of adversity this week. They had to move down to what, John, was it Miami for the week to go practice, Um, coming back to town, trying to get ready for a game, but that just kind of, that wears on you a little bit, so I think this is a chance for Kansas City to come in and. Uh, they're going to be pissed off about that loss they had against the Colts last week, and I think they've got something to prove, and uh, I just don't think Tampa has the firepower offensively to hang with them.
0: No, I, I agree. Chiefs average about 29 points a game right now. You mentioned Bucks only average in 17. If it's even, I'm going to take the Chiefs, even though they're on the road. Uh, so we both got the Chiefs, and then obviously we got to pick the Lions game. Uh, Seahawks at Lions. line as we speak, is at minus four for the Lions. I'd, I'm going to pick this one first, and, and as much as I want to believe in the Lions, as much as I'm hoping for the Lions, I think the Seahawks at, at the very least come in and, and and cover that spread.
1: I do, too. I think the Lions win the game. I think it's going to be ugly. I think it could even come down to a last-second field goal where the Lions oh. jump ahead one or two points. But um, I don't think that uh, – I, I think the Lions – look, they're, they're back home. I think they've definitely been a different team at home this year. Um, the defense needs to step up. they got to stop this run game. You can't let Seattle come in and run all over you uh, and let Geno Smith start throwing the ball downfield in that play-action game. I think that the defense defense is going to have to pick it up, right? I think Aaron Glenn's going to get those guys ready to go uh, just based off of the bad taste that was left in their mouth coming out of that Minnesota game. So I think it's going to be ugly, John. I think it could be a 17-16 type game, uh, you know, a 20-17 to 17 type game. I think the Lions win, but at four points, when you talk about missing that many starters, that's a lot of points to cover. But I think Seattle gets to cover, but I think the Lions want to close one.
0: Well, TJ, appreciate it. And uh, when we come back on Monday, we'll get a chance to break down what happens on Sunday. Lions taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Thanks for listening to Necessary Roughness.